My uh, my dad wanted to name me Stephen uh, Stephen Reese the third since he's junior. <laughs> my grandpa's senior. He wanted to do the third, and my mom was like, "No." <laughs> Almost like, We'll name him Nick, and Dad was like, well, "I don't want to just name him something regular." So they misspelled my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now we're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, Nikolai." Like you're, you're Russian, now. exactly. Despite, uh, despite not. <laughs> For about twelve years, my Steam profile was Nikolai Vodkinsky. <laughs> Big bad beetle pros. Metallics. God. Big bad beetle pros. Welcome back to Big Bad Beetle Bros. I'm here with Cameron Lee. Hi, I'm Cam. (laughs) (laughs) Nick Reese. Ayo. And that's all. And (laughs) that guy in the corner over there, Ryan Lockard. The shadows tell me secrets. (laughs) I'm your host this week, Drew Griffin. How you doing, Cam, Nick, Ryan? We're existing. Doing all right, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Hanging in there. We watched episode 59, Headless Over Heels. I kind of liked it. How about you? Yeah, I I think this was a fun kind of almost like a nothing burger of an episode. Like there was really no consequence to it. It was we didn't really get anything new. Uh, It was another it was a Hillher centric episode which are always fun we take those yeah 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 it's, it was it's uh, kind of like a okay tasting cheeseburger with like lettuce and tomato <laughs> yeah, yeah right before it is a double quarter pounder <laughs> <laughs> oh so i'm gonna get indigestion later thanks <laughs> before we get into the episode cameron do you have any updates for the kind listeners at home yeah i've got a, a couple updates this week uh nothing super special We've still got a handful of pin sets up for sale, uh, $30 shipping included, um, as long as you're in the, the continental uh, U.S., Canada, or Mexico. Uh, again, that's got Photominator, Amphead, Dicehead, uh, Cyber Serpent, and Green Cannon Machine, uh, all in illustrious acrylic glory. And uh, we've also got some sticker sets now of that same art, uh, including our newest version of our logo. Those sticker sets, that post should go up at the same time as this episode. So you can be able to go over to check out that post. Uh, I think we're going to do the sticker sets for uh, $5, including shipping, unless, again, you're outside of the uh, continental uh, North America, just because stuff gets complicated sometimes then. <laughs> um, customs, was, bro, customs. Yeah, customs are a pain. Uh, and then we've also got some magnets of our logo that are just, uh, they're like three inches what? by an inch and a half. Uh, they're really yeah, nice. <laughs> they're, they're pretty neat. Uh, those are uh, just going to be like $3 each. Uh, again, unless you're, you're outside of the immediate shipping range of the middle dead center of the U.S. That's a good deal. Yeah, so uh, yeah, $3 for the magnets, $5 for the sticker set, $30 shipped for the pin set. Uh, We'll probably go another, I'd say, two episodes on the pin set. So we'll probably get, um, oh, I don't know, towards the first or second week of June. And then we're going to start selling those pins individually. We're going to open it to, uh, you can just purchase, if you want, an amp head or a cyber serpent, God forbid, or a green cane machine (laughs) or (laughs) any of the individual pins. We're going to start splitting the, set, splitting the sets up once we get uh, 
into the month of June. So keep an eye out for that. We'll announce it on the pod and, and on social media. Oh, we're not stuff. just keeping all the amp head ones for ourselves. I think <laughs> yeah. <it was. laughs> all right, guys. Episode 59, Headless Over Heels. Let's just jump right into it. Three typical average kids love to read their comic strips. Yeah. Bet their wish they became Big Bad Beetle Boys. Big Bad Beetle Boys. Big Bad Beetle I haven't talked to you guys yet about the theme song, which I kind of like. I think I'm the only guy here who kind of likes the theme song. Beetle Borgs yep. <laughs> Metallic. Metallics! I do kind of agree with Ryan. I think it would have been a bit better if they'd gone from scratch, but like, I don't hate it. I'm just, I, I'm so used to hearing season ones because it was so much longer and we've done so much of season one now that when I hear the three typical average kids and it doesn't go to find a hidden mansion or like yeah inside a haunted, haunted mansion. mansion just by chance free to go who made them Beetleborgs but this one it I actually messes with me I do love the chorus of the original song this one's chorus not as good but the opening theme song is now 45 seconds instead of 30 mm-hmm. I actually really like that just hear me out I really enjoy three typical average kids love to read their comic strips. Those are the official enough, lyrics. It's not forcing anything. Yeah. Yeah, and those fine. were not the lyrics to the season one intro, which always no. bothered mm. me. Then new villains came along and blew away their powers. Mm. Beetleborgs were in a fix and now have fun metallics. When it transitions to Beetleborgs Metallics as the chorus and it shows Flabber Billy Forrester's credit, you can tell it's him singing. Like that's Billy Forrester's voice. You can tell yeah, big it, time. And I just love isn't it from the music video. No, I think they only did the music video for season one. The Go thing on. is, this is a new cover of the song. They've added the Metallics name to the chorus to give it a twist. The song isn't as original. Your criticisms of it are completely valid. I'm saying, right. I'm saying purely from an editing standpoint, this opening kicks ass. <laughs> it really fair. does. No, it fair sums enough. up how they lost their powers. It sums up that the, there's new villains. It sums up that we have Little Ghoul, all the old monsters. We have Nano and Abby. I just like seeing Brittany in the role as Joe with all new footage instead of her like lifting up the couch instead of Shannon Chandler. That always bothered me. I'm not as bugged <laughs> by the, uh, by Brittany instead of uh, uh, Shannon anymore. Like that's not something that stands out as much. Uh, I think that she's, she's adjusting into the role a lot. I like her better. Now. I like her better here than I did in season one. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. All three of the kids are fine in the role, but Shannon was good. I honestly, I don't, I don't feel that way about Herbie or Wesley or Brittany. They're fine, but Shannon, Mm -hmm. like she was good. Yeah, she was my favorite. Okay. She was good as show. Yeah, the theme song crescendos with Beetle Barks Metallics. Beetle Barks Metallics. Beautiful. <laughs> it sure no, does. it really does though. That part is so hype. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> enough yeah. build up. Headless over heels opens at Zoom Comics. 
our first credit is directed by John Putch, a guy who he a familiar a name. familiar name because he directed the second half of the Curse of the Shadowborg arc, some of my favorite stuff of the series, and a lot of episodes from season one. Something we haven't seen in a long time is Drew looking over at Heather. Um, yeah, it it really feels like it's been almost since the, the end of the Shadowborg arc that we've really noticed that whole subplot with Heather. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they kind of uh, forgot about that because there was so much else happening and then nothing happening. Heather's well, never been as much of a full character as I would have liked her to be. It's actually yeah. really disappointing for me because I like the I like Elizabeth Lund. Yeah, for sure. She had a good part in Joe's Strange Change because she was a I just loved how she waltzes into Hillhurst and shows that she has absolutely no fear of spiders or dusty bookshelves or noises in the house. Trip and Van are like squealing like scaredy cats. And she's like, <laughs> oh, you guys are such idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it's stuff like that that why I like Heather and wish they would use her more because this scene yeah. she has one line which I'll which I'll explain to you of course. <laughs> <laughs> Joe has a nice bit here because she notices Drew kind of off of it in his own little fantasy world looking at Heather and gives him a wedgie like picks him up off the floor. Yeah, a super powered wedgie. No, I love it when she does that because they don't write Drew and Joe as they don't write them like siblings in enough scenes. They need to have it's stranger yeah, things. They need to have moments like they these to remind us that they're actually related. With the uh, you know Stacy and uh, or Nancy. Nancy. Yeah. No. 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 I agree with with Ryan. It, it is pretty similar to Stranger Things and how they treat Will and Nancy. Just I always forget like, they're related. I think the only time we ever had any sort of like interaction with their personal life was literally that one point when they were all walking to school in mm -hmm. the morning and drew was like oh i forgot my notebook or whatever it was oh, yeah, i can't yeah. even remember well, that was, was like, i think i left it in joe's room and and roland ran back and came out and was like joe your room is messy and drew was like yeah it is yeah joe forgot her textbook was, that's that, that was, was the yeah. phantom of hillhurst and she runs to hillhurst to get her textbook oh yeah and it's it's very little very scarce very you just don't you get, don't much get enough yeah in these moments yeah. of him looking at heather joe picking him up we never get enough of that absolutely no Completely the kids angry. are left out to dry in terms of writing i, I want to see them at home joe does something that only drew's strong enough to do badly and she gets him in trouble for it like what are you talking about I'm <laughs> a girl. In the middle yeah right? like yeah <laughs> that would be great no the, no the show is basically hillhurst because that's mm -hmm. the stuff that was getting the most reaction from kids, as Gabe Torres told us. The focus mm -hmm. is the monsters. That's where the plots take place. I just wish there was more care to the writing for the children as well. They're actually my favorite part. They're the heart and yeah. soul of the whole thing. I mean, we're not all the way through season two. We'll see more of this. But just for now, that's a gripe <laughs> I have. Joe picks him up <laughs> off the floor... Drew snaps out of it. Now, the rest, the, this scene, I don't like it when these two kids that we've never seen before just run into the comic shop. Can we even call them kids? I'm pretty sure they can yeah. vote. These two chads. They definitely, for a second, I thought that they were replacing Trip and Van. 
I mean, they don't really look like Trip and Van. They remind me of the Power Rangers. Uh, oh, Bulk uh, and Skull a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah, these two kids. Oh, yeah, because yeah, they look older. <laughs> that run into the shop are afraid of something. They're like, ah, ah, we saw a monster. It was huge. He had no head. He was on a horse. Heather walks into the shop and because she wants to know what's going on. It's like piques her interest. A very uncomfortable low angle that pans up to her face as she walks out from the desk and into the into the room to see what they're talking about it made all of us uncomfortable. It's like a pretty woman's it shot. is a pretty like, woman's shot. Roberts is <laughs> supposed to be in this frame. Yeah. Something like this would it shouldn't happen at all to me. It never happened <laughs> yeah, in season was... one because Heather was like 13, 14. I'm assuming she's like 15 now. I don't know. It made me really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I, it was it was weird. It was a it, weird shot. Yeah. Like, we, we don't really get a lot of... Uh, it's not really been a thing that Saban-type shows have ever really been guilty of doing. But there are a lot of, like, teen shows on, like, Netflix and, and like, the CW shows. Yeah. Uh, uh, fuck. Uh, Riverdale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Where they're, like, they're teenagers, but the show is super sexual. And, and, like, they're all, like, 20-somethings that are playing them. But... It's just like you all you forget. Sprouse is in his thirties. Yeah, <laughs> like you forget that like the characters they're playing are like sixteen-year-olds, and then like I I don't I think Heather's supposed to be like thirteen or fourteen at this point. She's a little bit older than the other kids. Uh, uh, she's Roland's age. That's that's right. just yeah. I, I I I've seen these actors' birthdays. She's about the same age as Roland. Roland yeah. is actually oh, two yeah. years older than Drew. Joe is one year younger than Drew. You know, yeah. I never really it, thought about the age difference. I didn't really realize Roland was supposed to be older than them. Like that's that. because the show doesn't talk about it. I'm just, I'm just well, going yeah, off the actors' birthdays. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, okay. Although, yeah, we don't even see this the school all that often anymore. I feel like yeah. it's been quite a while since we've seen them in in class or leaving class. Like we were supposed to see them in a bowling yeah. alley this episode. We didn't get that because this show doesn't give that's a goddamn about these yeah. kids' lives. It's would... always just pivoting back to Hillhurst. Um, I could talk about this for a long time, shot. but yeah, I do want to stay on track with the scene. The thing is, these kids we've never seen before are afraid of something out in the woods that terrorized them. This piques Heather's interest, and they decide, oh, she's hot, so we better prove our bravery and go find this horseman out in the woods with Drew, Joe, and Roland. So, like, they take these three kids, Drew, Joe, and Roland ask them to go find what terrorized them out in the woods. And Heather just says, bye, yeah yeah she it, it, yeah. Just, i guess uh, she's on the clock so okay <laughs> it's not fair though i want her to be part of the plot she's been around oh, since sure. the first episode more heather please now the next scene is out in the middle of nowhere when we hear the, like the trample is like a like a guy on a horse coming near them like off camera somewhere or perhaps two British chaps for ones holding two coconut halves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, the, the guys that showed them where they found the horsemen, they get scared and they just run off. They will never come back up again. They were just a plot device to get the kids out in the, in the scene where they need to be to find this new character. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was very weird to not just have that be Trip and Van, and I I almost wonder if maybe there was like a a uh, scheduling conflict or something behind the scenes that was like real simple, and they just like grabbed these guys from the list of extras <laughs> that were on set. I mean, possibly. I was about to say it's his cousin. It's possible, absolutely, because they, their yeah, roles sure. were huge. Right. Switches like that it were would inevitable. Be slightly jarring if Trip and Van just came out one day and they were two obviously twenty <laughs> somethings pretending to be they, children. Like, yeah, if they aged, they're black. They aged them up. Completely changed the race. Completely the recast them. Like yeah. expected nobody to notice. It's like Don. They've Gilles. not been that. They. <laughs> it's me. I'm here. Get used to it. Yeah, yeah. They at least haven't done that bad of a recasting so far. They've at least given us the transition to uh, Roland's mom instead of his dad. And I mean, Joe uh, there was, was kind of the worst defender sto- there. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a whole story bit explaining it and everything. Yeah, at least it had an episode. Depending on how you like that, whether you think it's a strong explanation or not, it's still there. It's right. still an explanation. Whether yeah. you think it's bullshit or wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> These kids just pop out of nowhere. I don't even think we got their names. No, we don't. No. By no. the way, no. Rocky no. and Bullwinkle. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what Roland's mom's name is? Uh, 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 oh, oh. Sarah? No. Oh, no, I don't know. No, don't damn mean. it. His dad's name is Aaron. I thought it was like. I just now, rem- I just now got to where I Emma can remember. Emma. See, like the thing is, it does think- not matter. <laughs> the, which is why we don't remember you, it and i made a point is, to remember it in the credits last the thing time is i can't stand her because there's nothing about her that the writers gave her to make us care oh yeah yeah she works in real estate and she doesn't like working at zoom comics yeah. that's all we've got yeah. she's not she hates her job she contributes no. nothing to even any flavor yeah. really aaron was doing better he cared about zoom comics at least well his character did fuck all in this series but the thing is, it's it's worse with Abby because uh, that's her name, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I said it like Abby. three times. <laughs> oh, whatever. No, that my point is, it doesn't matter. But it because doesn't matter. Why, <laughs> right. why would anyone, her character doesn't matter because she doesn't even like her job. Like when the kids bring up, hey, mom, look, the Beetleborg's got new sector cycles. She's just like. That's nice, honey. I'll catch up with you later about that. What are you even doing here, lady? No one likes you. (laughs) I'm giving my son the legal bare minimum of parental guidance. What do you think? (laughs) Yeah, God. Okay, when uh... the thing is, those two stranger kids that just run off and will never come up again, they're afraid of the guy on a horse with no head, pops into frame, and looks like he's going to trample on Drew, Joe, and Roland. Each of them gets a little sh- a close-up oh, yeah. of their faces going, Ah! Ah! Uh, taking turns. Yeah. It's so good, taking I love it. a full, like, two seconds for each shot of each kid uh, so they can each get out their own individual scream. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> It's so bad, but in a great way. <laughs> it's so entertaining because it's just like, why? Why would they not yell at the same time or you would have a wide shot? John, Clutch, why would you do if this? If they had done it twice, it would have been better. <laughs> like if they had gone in sequence, like, ah, 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 and then like, ah, 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 again, like it somehow would have been better than just it, the once over. <laughs> it just, I don't know. I, I love it in a way where I'm like, I know it's bad, but I love the way that it's bad. <laughs> it screams, uh, not even B, like C sci-fi original movie. Yeah. 
How dare you say <laughs> so something controversial? Ryan, <laughs> something so I bright. liked your idea. Like before we hopped on for the episode, you mentioned I would love oh, this. Yeah. I would love it even better if there was just a wide shot of all of them just going ah for like five seconds straight. <laughs> Right? Yeah, and that would have been Goosebumps did that all the time where they do that, the kids are screaming, they cut to commercial, they fade to black, and then they fade back into them screaming. It works so well. They could have done that exactly. And they might have actually, for all I know in the syndication. I know for a fact they did that on Terror from the Deep. Yeah, they did. That's like the exact I, I, episode I was thinking I love, of. I love it. <laughs> yes, dude. This thing's about <laughs> to trample them. They decide we gotta bug out and be Tiny little bugs for this oh, horse God. to squash if that just happens to like go over. <laughs> bugs scare horses, yeah. right? <laughs> Let's not jump out of the way of this horse. Let's just turn into bugs so we can get strangled. Having flashbacks to the horse farm I used to live on. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we get more of the the practical bug props. Those are like yes, kind of cool to see close up yes. stuff. I started chuckling as soon as the headless horseman popped on scene. It's very clearly that they've like built up the shoulders and neck of the costume uh -huh. above the actors, the suit actors head where, where the neck connects to what would be the bottom of the jawline is about where your eyes should be. Right. And it's thick as a watermelon. Yes. <laughs> it's got a scarf around it. And it like from afar, it doesn't look horrible. It doesn't look he gets a little bit closer into frame and you can just you just notice that it's like wow his neck is a foot tall <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's a giraffe man yeah yeah i didn't even ask anyone to describe this character because anyone who's seen an episode of metallics i think knows what this character looks like this is what it should yeah. be so they they bug out they turn into bugs so that the horse will miss them i guess and so he goes off somewhere they decide to follow him i'll give you one guess where he's going well we have two set pieces <laughs> <Yeah. this episode. laughs> he didn't scroll yeah, down chart of omega shots pick one <laughs> yeah when, when they turn back into their human forms they know they just take a wild guess and they know that he's heading for he hillhurst on set B. and they're right we cut to hillhurst and there he is dismounting his horse and Vylar and Horabel are outside and they're suspicious of him right away and say that hmm he must be sent by Flabber to terrorize us oh we better go tell Nucus zap and then they leave to be fair to be entirely I am fair, not a fair mother if I saw a weird creature <laughs> if I saw a weird headless man on a horse Outside of the headquarters yeah. <laughs> of the enemy organization against me, I would probably assume they had something to do with it as well. Like, okay, one thing that I do like about the crustaceans more than a, the magnivores is that meaty carapace, <laughs> meaty claws. <laughs> they're, they're, they seem to be at least somewhat smarter. And the fact that, like, the magnivores, if Jara and Typhus had just seen something running around outside of Hillhurst, tell me they wouldn't have just been like, we need to take this down now, as compared <laughs> to the crustaceans who are like, all right, we should go back, hit up Nucus, 
figure out what's going on, come back and attack. Well, they're smarter. They're smarter. Typhus was it. constantly on the cruising for a trophy that he could bring to Big Nano to finally win her love. <laughs> the crustaceans <laughs> don't have such earthly ties. It it is they something do not that long I for relationships. <laughs> I do hope that as we get a few more episodes in we get some uh, character traits that we can riff off of a little bit more that define uh, Vilor and Horribel more than uh, Fishman and more Bug than Lady. Vile and horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same character. Yeah. I mean, they don't really do anything that's character defining. They don't have jokes to it, themselves. It's really. not yet. Yeah, even the Magnivores had that like slight degree of personality to each one of them that like we were able to riff on and create headcanons for and play with. I'm feeling nothing of inspiration out of these losers. Yeah, so it, far, nothing. Nukas is the most... Oh, let me lay my eggs. I, I, I do like that they're smarter. I just really hope they don't get to that point where you have the villains that are too competent. And are still I know losing. it's a thing whenever mm. the hero is too competent, you never feel like there's stakes because they can just take care of anything. Mm-hmm. But when the villains are too competent... It kind of goes in the other. That's direction. when you need to introduce the Thanos level. The only way he loses is because he makes himself lose. Right. Style. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. dude, fucking seriously. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you just had it secretly, Nukas was accidentally or subconsciously foiling his own plots all the time. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Ryan, what does the Horabel sound like? What does the Horabel you were sound you like? were doing the voice, but you like you <laughs> stopped. <laughs> Oh god, yeah, she, her accent like, is like back and forth all the time. Yeah, because it's 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 something it's akin me. to Fangula's where it's, it's like me. vaguely it's you. It's me. It's me trying to do any consistent oh. accent. <laughs> I love just the opponent. Exactly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> At least Vylor has like gurgly noises. <laughs> I guess they got that. You guys, <laughs> I have no intentions. This of fun fact I can't believe you haven't mentioned is that Typhus's voice is also Vylor's. Well, that makes sense. You are fucking kidding yeah. me. <laughs> it's the it's the same guy. It's just like a gurglier Typhus, but there's like a double. There's like two voices underneath as as, as part of the filter. It's like a gurgly double typhus voice. It feels like they doubled his audio a little bit and then gurgled it up. I thought but, you might. I yeah, thought no, you might it, like yeah. that because you love the Magnavore so much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me take you inside Hillhurst, where the monsters yes, sir. are playing a game of Monstropoly. Unfortunately, we don't get That's like weird. a full episode of them just playing Monstropoly, which would be kind of funny. We're going like, to get an explanation of the rules. There's a pile of meat in one corner where none of the normal cards would be for, on a normal Monopoly game. For a very Hillhurst monster-centric episode, we don't get a lot of explanation as to what the fuck they are doing. <laughs> yeah, our headless horseman waltzes in, disrupts their game. This understandably shakes up all the monsters because I don't know who the fuck he is or why he doesn't have a head. Little bitch, I mean little ghoul, runs off. <laughs> She's just like, I'm out of here. And just dips. Woman, I fair. wish Foreshadowing, you, I guess. Woman, if you were actually part of the, if you were an actual character on the show, you would have stood in that scene and like stood up for your friends instead of just well, dipping no, like a little coward. <laughs> That's in character for what she's been this entire time. Every Maybe time there's why. something that like her. 
<laughs> that's valid. I'm just saying it's it's nice. It didn't actually foreshadow it or give anything away uh, with the foreshadowing yeah. because she was always a flaky little bitch. Like she was always like, oh, what? I'm not personally gaining out of this. All right. Guess I'll go jerk off in my room. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking mad shit about a character you guys like and. I'm expecting oh, yeah, you no, to like, like prove me wrong. We like her because she's horrible. I really <laughs> yeah, want no, you to prove me like wrong. We can like something though. in a minute's faults. We're not a conservative. <laughs> yeah, we we like her, and it's voted for Biden, and I still criticize him. <laughs> we we like her, and it's because she's like a little piece of shit, but she's <laughs> meant to be a little piece of shit. Right. Unlike so many of the characters well, in this show, and that her are self of entitlement shit is almost like it's it's like it's it's aware. Uh, it's it's like she's almost aware she's in a show. She's like, all right, this is bullshit. I'm just gonna not have any part of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She just runs out of there, goes behind a wall, and pisses off. And Flabber and the gang are left to try and understand what this guy wants. And the kids also join the scene. They run in, I guess, I don't know what they're there to do. They just, they're there, they're there to be part of the plot. They followed him there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah their name's on the show bills, so they nope. had to, they showed up to work that day. Yeah, now, now Fangula transcribes for Wolfgang, because Wolfgang actually knows this guy. Mm-hmm. And... And that's something we've consistently seen, is Fangula being the Wolfie interpreter. interpreter. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which yeah. I like that. The thing is, it cuts to a flashback. Wolfgang sitting in a tree, just kind of relaxing, with a little like traveling pouch behind him. <laughs> <laughs> the headless horseman, well, actually has his head in this scene. Is the horse, walking, not so headless horseman. <laughs> walking his horse through the area. It's the same forest we saw earlier when we had the scene with his reveal scene. I'm pretty sure. Wolfgang confronts this guy. The Headless Horseman is, like, real fascinated with him. He's like, oh, are you a dog? Oh, can you sit? Wolfgang pulls out a chair and sits on it like a civil human. Oh, can you play dead? Oh, he falls over on his on his back. I swear to God they stole this from a Dilbert comic strip with Dogbert. Like, I, I, it seems so familiar. Like, almost verbatim, like, in order. Like, I'm sure it's a bit that's been done a few times. Yeah, they kind of hit it off. They're, they really hit it off. They go for a hug, and the thing is, this guy is allergic to Wolfgang and starts sneezing. By the third sneeze... You could say he's sneezing his head off. (laughs) (laughs) Were you a writer for the show? (laughs) Fucking hell. The third sneeze causes his head to just fly off his shoulders and roll. There's a separate cutaway shot of the head rolling across the ground. It's kind of gruesome. Yeah, it is the literal ver- for the show. Yeah, it's, a, it's the literal version of your grandpa's sneezes. <laughs> yeah, it's what. It's what. Ah! <laughs> yup. Ah! Yup. Ah! Oh, there goes the head. Yeah. Yup. <laughs> yup. Oh man. <laughs> However many years it's been since this flashback. This guy never got his head back. Wolfgang kept it all this time. And this guy, the the horseman shows up at Illhurst. And this is the first time Wolfgang and him have spoke since the, uh, since the uh, incident. I like to believe it's like pre-colonial America. Like it's like 1600s. Like I really want to believe that for for 400 years, 
because of the sleepy hollow that this man's head just sat in a canvas bag. This guy's <laughs> among, also, this guy's just among a really politely stuff. spoken Hessian. Yes, yes. <laughs> the converse of that, he has it in a bowling bag, a bowling ball bag. Exactly. So if it's an actual bowling ball bag, what is that in a bowling ball bag? What does that place it in the, like the fifties? Well, I like when, when I think that's just the last place that he had it. I think Cam's right. It I was just the I, last place he had was, it because was he was it Wolfie using that it to said bowl. that I had it in the bowling ball bag, or was the if, horseman? It's like, oh, he put it in the bowling ball bag. Now, Fang, Fangula or Flabber asked, like, oh, yeah, sorry. where'd you put it? And Fangula translates, and was like, oh, so, <laughs> he used to use it to bowl, and yeah, so Flabber went. Maybe he left it in the bag. <laughs> Which begs the question, does the horseman still see through his eyes that He's, aren't on his body? He rides a horse, and while horses will guide you a certain amount... A threat of redemption will tell you that it's not you always can, the case. You can ride a horse off, like, the trail, Amen, and it will happen. <laughs> and, like, the horse will go if you guide it in the wrong direction, so... My uncle's having a problem sense, with I my guess. very horse with that same problem, it's like, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm that horse girl. <laughs> oh, you're right. Thank you. It turns out he's been using it to bowl, I guess. Like, little jerk. <laughs> Roland uses his super speed to run upstairs and find it, brings it back, hands the bag to Wolfgang. The head's not in there. This leads Flabber to believe, maybe you should go look at the Charterville bowling alley for the head. As if Wolfie's been chilling at the local so bowling ridiculous. alley the whole time. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> The kids are going to take the horseman to the bowling alley to get the head back. He can't go out in public because he's a headless horseman, you know. There's just a mm, stump yeah. up there with shoulders and no head. So <laughs> Flabber summons out of the ether a basketball and uses a sharpie to give him two eyes ball. and a mouth. Like a smiley mouth, just... That's a, that's well, all he gets. <laughs> he looks exactly like uh, the teacher from Assassination Classroom. Assassination I compared it. Classroom. Jesus. He does. I compared it to Wilson from Castaway. Uh, oh, right. It yes. does. Clean it costs blood. <laughs> between the two. I still yeah, can't think of that theory. movie without thinking of him. Tom Hanks' only friend oh, was this good. fucking volleyball on an island for four sorry, years. <laughs> Great yeah, movie. Immediately get what this was supposed to be. Yeah. It, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, when we get the line that they're going to go look at the uh, bowling alley, I think we all at that moment were like, oh, cool. We're going to get another set. Maybe they go to a real bowling the alley. The 90s in a bowling alley. Name a more classic combination. Yeah. They could have used right the Harrisonville there. bowling alley. Yeah, they stayed in the 90s for 15 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's primo bowling alley arcade environment that was i used to play time, time crisis there damn it <laughs> it had nicotine on those pool tables that was older than i was okay right right they're off to the bowling alley supposedly we cut to a downtown sidewalk shot of the kids and horsemen he's still got that basketball on his shoulders it's so good <laughs> he trips over a recycling bin Falls over immediately. He loses his head and like rolls a little basketball. Like poor guy loses this thing. It just falls off his head. Oops! <laughs> <laughs> and do you guys remember who catches it? Oh, it fucking Nukas with his uh, Razal Ghoul mask. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fucking Rachel Ghoul, by the way. <laughs> Rachel Ghoul, the scorpion. <laughs> 
with his uh yeah his sub-zero scorpion noob cybot <laughs> yeah that little mask he has along with horabelle has one too i like them better when they have those masks over their mouths <sighs> it kind of makes them a little more threatening in my opinion yes yeah, it I is agree. not it seeing is. the human mouth is key to these monsters if we learn anything from the magnivores once you get the human mouth it just makes it too silly person in a costume you see you see a guy in a suit yeah or a girl fine. in a suit you see a person in a yeah. suit the mask helps. It it's, does. It's why Swamp Scumoid somehow looks better than these fools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, no, absolutely. That is part of the reason that I like, like, of all of the new, of the crustaceans, I prefer Vylor because it's harder to see. There is a human you can face still see there. It. I will say. <laughs> but it's harder Corbell to see. Corbell isn't bad, but it's only because you can see her whole face, and yeah, it's yeah. meant to be that way. Yeah. yeah. It's not, she has a... A costume over it but you can see her mouth talking through it the fact that she has her face it's painted it helps, it helps. also her face looks really stupid <laughs> i'm just saying it's better i'm not saying it's good <laughs> i really laughed when that head rolls out of frame heads will roll it rolls it <laughs> Let them eat the thing is, Nukas stops it with his foot. I thought that was great because this guy has nothing better to do than to pick on these three kids and their new friend. Like he just oh, wants his whole, his whole existence. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> Nukas is the in-universe version of a guy who gets really mad at someone trolling him online. <laughs> He's like this thirteen-year-old right here. They're going down, and I'm baiting. I'm just basing my entire existence on this. <laughs> Let me get us caught up really quick. There was a scene earlier where the crustaceans actually tell Nukas what's going on. His plan, I believe it's to acquire the Headless Horseman or basically just to screw with him because they, they really do believe that he's like someone sent by Flabber to screw with them. That's why he shows up in town and they just take his head this does lead to our first fight scene. You know, it's time to board for, for the kids, apparently. So, Data Bonders, Beetle Blast. I think y'all know what number our song counter goes to here now. <laughs> 69. 69. It's only taken us two years to get here. Yep, 59 episodes. <laughs> but yeah, that theme song has played 69 times. Now, as when they transform... The fight scene I found pretty entertaining because, well, it's there's actually very little Juko B-Fighter footage. Sorry, that's B-Fighter Kabuto. There mm. is very little Japanese footage in this fight. Yeah, sure. it's, it's literally, it's like two combat bits. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like the most... when, they, when they summon the... Um, the baton and stuff like that. Yeah, the, mm. the, yeah their new battler they weapons. Try, to... They try their, their blasters first. They're called the, what are they called again? That's uh, the. I think it's data blasters. Yeah, um, they say it every time they do it. Don't cricket, they? Yeah. cricket. He does hear. Okay, I was about to say something if he didn't. Yeah, cricket's fucking going off. <laughs> Wait, but after Griffin Neil, she stopped. Cricket. <laughs> I, I don't think Katie's out there anymore. I think she. Yeah, she's walking she, the dog. Yeah, she. Oh, she is. That's what I thought. Oh, okay. Meow, yeah. meow, meow, meow. <laughs> she used to do it all the fucking time on the. Like the old season, holy hell! It was yeah, worse. Way worse at the small house. I was to say because there's literally one room. <laughs> yeah, I edited those 
old episodes for YouTube. I loved those parts. It was so funny. <laughs> Dude, you're... Oh my God, Griffin, you missed it when she straight up just like jumped off the top of his door and <laughs> damn near took out his whole 3D printer doing it. Oh yeah, she uh, <laughs> she doesn't do that at this house, partially probably because we have a dog now, but yeah, she used to climb up the wall, up, to the, up sit, to the sit on the top, of the, top of the door frame. And just fucking like in yeet herself into things. <laughs> and with that... We're going to take a five-minute break just to refresh, recalibrate. I'm doing my best to get through this episode. <laughs> I just really want to <laughs> get up there. Yeah, we, we yeah. We're almost there, yeah. We got to the good parts. All right, parts. thank you, thank you. Okay, Beetle Bros will be right back. <laughs> hey, this is Drew Griffin. I'm your editor for Big Bad Beetle Bros. Quick commercial break here as we are on a mission to explore and discover more about Beetleborgs. I want to show you our page on Instagram. We know that Instagram is a popular app used mainly for sharing photos, but it's also a place where connecting with friends and celebrities has become increasingly easy with every passing year. Discovering vintage photos and creations by talented fans is now an everyday occurrence. A topic as simple as 90s television or tokusatsu can instantly connect you to a circle of friends you never knew you had. Instagram is tangible proof that forgotten TV shows still have their fans who appreciate them. We would love to hear from you if you remember the Beetleborgs or just appreciate the 90s. We've made a lot of fun connections on this platform, and we're looking forward to making more. The Beetle Bros, the cast and crew, and fans like you are here to make sure that this show is not forgotten about. Please follow us on Instagram. hosting and there's a fourth person it's like all right are you going before or after us mm -hmm. uh what, what's the order especially if we're all in person but that hasn't been a problem in a while yeah but yeah no i like that welcome back to big bad beetle bros i'm griffin i'm cam i'm nick i'm ryan cam i just want to say thanks for having me on this week um the last episode i did was the season one finale i had a lot of fun on that episode and i've had quite a bit to say about this season like, I didn't exactly plan on hosting an episode, but I really just wanted to get up and do it this week. The reason for that is something that's coming to YouTube next week. Your first bonus episode, the VR Troopers one that Cam did with Ryan and Aaron. That one's going to be a bridge soon on our YouTube channel. Our technical pilot. Yeah, our, so our, our soft our I wasn't pilot. even there. <laughs> I didn't even exist as an option. It was our <laughs> Star Trek The Original Series episode 00. <laughs> it was like the most relaxed I've heard Cam sound in quite a while. It was like the most casual sounding episode I'd heard in a while. Part, partly to do oh, is because it's almost I'm trying two to think years of old. what was happening at Well, that we time. were in Aaron's basement, first yeah. of all. So we were in like the literal chillest cave you could imagine. So yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense. He's, he's got man like has a chill no cave. lights, but lava yeah. lamps. I would say man the, cave, but it's not a man cave because Hannah's down there. We, we, <laughs> were, we were also hella stoned. Oh, yeah. We were inebriated. Yeah. I hopped on and wanted to host this one because I really liked the kind of chill, laid-back style to that one. It was literally just 33 minutes of you 
talking about Saban and VR troopers. I just kind of wanted to see you, Cam, in like a more relaxed state, I guess, to where you could kind of like chill and take <laughs> notes and like interject once in a while. Um, yeah, yeah, that's definitely yeah for for all the uh, for all the anxiety wife. and and uh, <laughs> and mental anguish that I house. Uh, Love you, buddy. I'm in I'm in pretty good shape most times now. Wasn't well, when we started the podcast, things were not great. Yeah. No, I appreciate it, Griffin. It's it's a lot of work, and it's been okay. Three typical average kids find a fucking headless horse. <laughs> Metallics. Metallics. <laughs> we left this episode off in the middle of a fight scene, which we kind of liked the Nucus fight scene with the. I really appreciated what stood out to me Horny, was that Nucus is fighting Silver. And it doesn't cut to Japanese footage. It's him like blinking behind him. And then Roland goes to attack him. He blinks again and he ends up in another place. So it's kind of like he's untouchable. I liked that. He came off formidable oh, in the yeah. fight. No, he did. It was awesome. I did, like the only joke I could think it was literally the Omaiwamu. Like literally <laughs> teleports behind you. But like I was still just like, this is actually a cool fight. There's just... I, I can just this one sensei. I need to go all out. Yeah, <laughs> it was good though. It it was a good fight. I yeah. really liked it. I found it very a really odd choice though that Nukas taunts Roland and says, "Missed me, missed me. Now you gotta kiss me." <laughs> well, it's it's been since New Year since he had sex. I get the pent up frustration. <laughs> I made that up, it's, by the way. That never happened. <laughs> <laughs> the, it, it was cool. I think out of this season so far maybe the lot this know, is like the, the best fight scene for sure so far uh, yeah 100 good one it's and a really good one it gives me confidence for the american fight choreography and effects that we're going to see this season i'm hoping that they step that up a bit and that it's it's more like this because this was not a i mean they didn't get any new toys this episode there wasn't anything really plot happening this episode we does had a really get good two fight. blasters though like insect blasters that she fires. Oh, yeah. she's already had those she's used them though yeah she's has used she them just okay. not has she used them as the yeah. blaster though or that she was, just that was what i was saying while we were watching the episode where i was like oh god i hope she has those like weird arm sides and she does the electric bit again i don't know if you heard me but yeah she, no she, like during that i was like i really hope she uses those yeah. and then she starts blasting them with her feet and she's like dodge this beetle brats i was like she's doing the thing yeah she's cool when she's got the mask she's got something to actually harm them with uh, toys are good i like when the villains yeah. have something yes. to use against the beetle brats you know even if it is completely harmless and of no consequence it's it's right i like the just making scene. them dance even when she used them to an effect it was not that much of an effect <laughs> like I was just hoping she would use a move that we'd already seen, like that was established and <laughs> somewhat powerful. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, so I was slightly disappointed in that. But I was at least glad no, to see the good fight. It, it was a little bit short. The Beetleborgs do escalate this fight a bit. It's like take out the baton, the grappler. And whatever the fuck the scythe, I don't know. They take out their spear of destiny. <laughs> the, the halberd. That's me, scythe, man. Thing is, the crustaceans decide that they need something bigger and call like the worm tank jet fighters. Cut to Japanese footage of them flying in and zapping at the beetleborgs on the street. Then it's time for the beetleborgs to get out their beetle battle base 
And so they get out their data bonders. They call the base. This is all footage that we've seen before of them jumping into their vehicles and it rolling out. There is aerial footage I really liked, though, of purple the purple AV blasting at uh, the, the jets. I don't know. I liked it. Did it stand out to any of you at all, or was it just kind of more of the same? No, it was no, pretty I, cool. I mean, I don't know if it stood out because it was just better than the rest of the episode, <laughs> or if it was like, you know, the just good those miniatures right like kick ass it's somewhere <laughs> in between the two i mean we're enough of nerds that at this point we could see a video of toys shooting at toys and we'd be like yes i watched robot chicken yes! religiously yeah. so yes <laughs> i agree it was good i do like and they they bring this out right after the the jet fighters the ground attack worm tanks that have their their burrow attack and stuff yeah. the dune sandworms yeah, yes i like <laughs> yeah the graboids um yes i that's, i like those tremors what the shit <laughs> <laughs> it always felt weird that uh in in season one that they never they never really fought uh vehicles or monsters on the ground with their avs they always it was always Just the jet the fighters and now it's making the them wi- yeah and, and making them like, widows oh <laughs> like, the the is combat the whole time yeah, dude. I was about to say, I was I like, did you using Shadow Morgan Borg Slayer? And I'm like, did an episode Griffin was man. hyping us up the whole time <laughs> towards that. What are you talking about? Duh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Thankfully, yeah. Borg Slayer was really good. Otherwise, would have. Borg Slayer. Yeah, but that, that, was, that was some of the best we've gotten. Yeah. I would have hyped you up for a fucking turkey. Otherwise, that would have been bad. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, oh, wait. What was this episode? Headless over uh, this one. Headless, Headless over heels is the best episode, man. We gotta put it as an event. It's it's ten out of ten, because that's apparently what Griffin sounds like. I don't know. It's, that's, <laughs> Save your rating for later. Man. Into, that's my other person voice is just like yeah, totally tubular, totally slamming sector cycles. <laughs> gotta go fast, chili dogs. Oh god. Speaking of turkeys, these uh, the the Beetleborgs AVs blow up these worm tanks like turkeys. I just. They explode them. It, it takes oh, yeah, nothing. No fight. And then just it's like, absolutely right back to them. the street level with Nukas. Um, the Borgs are defending their new friend, the Headless Horseman. Nukas and the Crustaceans aren't having any of that, so they teleport out of there. Like, just bye-bye, I guess. They just give up. Their mission to acquire the Horseman has failed because they're all kind of little bitches. <laughs> Now, the, the thing is, Flabber, a really silly special effect is Flabber superimposes his face on top of the Headless Horseman's shoulders to, it's to send a message to mm-hmm. the kids. He's like, oh, you guys don't have to go to the bowling alley. We found his head here at Hillhurst. Lame. <laughs> it's yeah. nice, but like, God, that effect is cursed. It's it's, it's awful. just yeah. yeah. It's the head's ever too big so slightly off in a way that just it hits that uncanny valley nerve in the back of your mm-hmm. head where you're like, yeah. He seems no, to be uh, possessing the headless horseman's body too because he's like gesturing yeah. with his hands to like make a point. Uh, it's like the head it, is here at Hillhurst. Come <laughs> right away. You must get here. <laughs> It is, dude. And even whenever he leaves, it's like he's exercised by the headless horseman. He's just like, yes, and gone. Yeah, horsemen should have been like, what the fuck is on my shoulders right now? (laughs) Get it off. Ow. Yeah. 
It. Ew. Hey, yeah. Flabby, st- fucking speak for yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't put your head on my shoulders. Put your words in my mouth. That means we don't get the bowling alley set that our heroes were supposedly on their way to. We that were we deserve. Think about mm-hmm. it. That we needed. Yeah. Uh, that would have been a new set, extras, them like looking for this head in a bowling alley. You could do something with that. But oh, no, exactly. get get them crawling in, in bug form down the aisles of the lane reset thing. Looking for his head and like the, the, the catch for the bowling yeah. ball. That would have been awesome. Yeah. That would have required significant budget and time. Joe gets that would have been cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's easy to write cool set pieces mm-hmm. with a show like this. I mean. So much oversight. You have to, you know. Yeah, you gotta hit the plot points and yeah, 30, go home. Otherwise, Saban will be big It makes sense. We're doing this for fun. They were doing it for a paycheck. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I don't bring my A game to work. I bring it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, while they were doing it for a paycheck, they did make some stuff that was, I mean, pretty good. It was good I, enough that we, you know, are doing, doing a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> doing a fucking show about it so. so actually the reason we don't get the bowling alley is because little bitch is using his head <laughs> as a bowling yep. ball she's bowling with the headless horseman's head in the basement having a grand old time knocking over like a mock bowling alley in her little Isn't domain playing with the other monsters too no they just no. walk no just her. doing it's it by just herself her. there's like glass bottles bits of wood and things that she's just mm-hmm. set up as pins yeah, yeah. they take headless horseman mm-hmm. to hillhurst go down in the basement eavesdrop on little ghoul doing the bowling she had a line that was really oh fuck what was it I'm, I'm on, on a roll. roll. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. It was yes. stupid, but apt. It's like, and it I, was great. It was good. Hey, Missy, good. give us his she head back. She was no head. way. I'm oh. on a roll. Yeah. I'm on a roll. <laughs> yeah, we, we get enough head. Let's go doggy style. <laughs> Full on <laughs> penetration. Christ. Another funny God. line Flabber says, it's headed this way as Drew pulls it toward them. God Thank damn it. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was hoping that wasn't going to get overlooked. So thanks, little ghoul. We're we're done with you. You you can go back to your lonely little life in the basement. <laughs> She's barely living it up, just fucking with everybody. Yeah. Why so. are you gonna attack me this way, man? <laughs> how am I how am I attacking you? I don't like this character. What are you talking about? <laughs> it it was this scene especially, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When, it's horrifying. When we right, like the the implications of it are terrifying to begin I, with. But if the head, we really, when she's bowling and the scene right after that, we really don't see the <laughs> face really clearly. It's a lot of the back of the head. Well, the thing is, it, no, Cam, what's happening is Drew takes that head from Little Ghoul. He telekineses it across the room towards yeah, yeah. them. He's oh, horrified oh, the entire time. The whole yeah. time he's screaming, like, oh, as if he's like actually touching it or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's for any of these scenes. If we had just seen a gaunt, dead face yeah. of oh, the yeah. head, like yeah. I mean, that's nightmare. If the camera for years. angle were switched 180 degrees, this whole scene would have been right, horrific. right. <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. If they made a convincing head, like something out of Day oh, of the Dead sure. or something, that would have been scary. Yeah. Yes. I don't think they have that kind of talent to make a realistic-looking dead head, which is why we see it from the back only. 
Yeah, but I, uh, yeah, yeah, for I sure. I feel like if they got Rick, I, I think it would have been. They gave Rick enough money and enough time. <laughs> There's the problem, time yeah. and money. I think it would have been, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's not worth having, because it wouldn't have been as scary if the face looked bad, but it also would have looked a lot worse if the face yes. looked bad and we saw the face. Yes. So it is probably fine that we only see the back of the head for the yeah. majority of they, the shot. They did what they could with all right, enough about the head. Right. <laughs> yeah. It so they, they, they get this fucker's head back, and he's a lot happier. He puts it on his shoulders. Uh, this episode got a laugh from me when Drew's pulling that head with his powers, like, toward them, like, floating it. And his face, <laughs> yeah. like, I love it when these kids get to act, like, really scared. And it, it I liked the scene because it's funny and kind of gruesome. Kind of rare for and this it looked show. like they were all having right. fun with mm-hmm. it. But yeah, Wesley Barker, he's pulling like a... <laughs> kind of while he's pulling it toward them. <laughs> this leads to our final scene. Now that our guest character for this week has fulfilled his plot line. He has gotten what he wants. He is now a dapper young knight with his... Uh, and he's got a pretty good looking face with that head back on. Luckily, it's not all decomposed and rotting. It's He's back to normal. Like the in true yeah. Sleepy Hollow fashion. Um, regrettably, he is not played by Christopher Walken. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's time to it is time to say goodbye and send our character on his way. Fr- uh, flat f- <sighs> Wolfgang <laughs> was once friends with this guy. So they have a little goodbye and they hug. But uh-oh, Horseman still, remember, he was allergic to Wolfgang. He's about to sneeze and they think he's going to lose his head again. But he just catches himself. The head stays on, thankfully. He also offers Wolfgang to come stay with him, which is kind of touching. I guess they're really good friends. That was but, weird. Um, I mean, I, for a split second, I thought, holy shit, are we not going to get any more Wolfgang and uh, I almost thought he was going to go. Yeah, but then he left. He left. <laughs> the the, uh, the allergies would lead to him losing his head again. So he's like, mm-hmm. eh, maybe a better stay. They may not have been allergies. <laughs> yeah, it's goddamn sneezing powder. <laughs> it's, it's like a big old I like mean, talcum powder looking. Thing. I was about to say, could you imagine <laughs> shoving talcum powder <laughs> up your nose? But yeah, yeah Wolf, after after uh, Horseman leaves, Wolfgang embraces his family at, at Hillhurst. Oh, Frankenbeans, Fangula, Mums, they all go and hug him. And that's when and Wolfgang whips out the powder which i didn't even understand when i saw it (laughs) yeah he like there's a split second scene right before they go to hug that he pulls it out and then they hug and he like dances points it out he goes he just didn't want to go that's my wolfie like Uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) he he like spins around when they're celebrating and the powder just goes fucking everywhere They all start sneezing and coughing, which was probably not acting because they were really spraying powder all over the room. Yeah. (laughs) Which I'm sure it was like, you know, baby powder or something. And I'm sure it was a pain in the ass. And then all four of them, they sneeze all the monsters except Flabber. Their heads fly off. (laughs) And we end on a freeze frame of the kids screaming in terror, trying to catch them before they hit the floor. (laughs) 
I almost thought we were going to get a bit of all the monsters' heads landing on the wrong bodies. Uh, that would have been nice. great. That would have been fantastic. Which should have been. The kids were more scared of the shit this episode than they have been of, like, anything else. Normally, they're just like, ew, like, disgusted or, like, shocked. But, like, this, they were like, ah! ah! Jesus ah! Christ! Yeah, they were more freaked out by this than they <laughs> normally <laughs> than they normally are by like the monsters trying to eat them. Mm-hmm. Which at, by this point they should not be freaked out about the monster trying to eat them. I know I can punch a mummy. I can't punch a talking head. <laughs> it's not like it's like my favorite movie, Total Recall, where the fat lady's <laughs> yes! head flies off and it lands in the guy's hands, and then get ready for a surprise, yes! <laughs> and it blows up. <laughs> <laughs> if I get to this episode on the abridged YouTube series, I'm gonna edit that in the head, like <laughs> landing and exploding. <laughs> that was episode 59, Headless Over Heels. I do wish the what? end credit scene had something to do with the headless bit, but it's not. Yeah. It's just it's. Uh, it was right there. It's the it's them in the incinerator. Yeah, they're in little ghouls, little incinerator. <laughs> all the furnace. Yeah, and it's all the it monsters. Is. Sans flabber going in and out of the doors of the furnace. It's kind of cute. I always prefer yeah. it when it's okay. episode specific, but that is few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. This whole episode I thought was fine. Uh, we did not have a monster of the week. We had a guest character oh, in the Headless no, Morse So we do not need to refer to our monster menagerie. Um, we just need to rate the episode overall. Yep. I, think. I suppose we do. All right. On a scale of 1 to 300 million, 600,005. Wrong. Nick. That's not inaccurate. <laughs> Nick. Uh, what do you, yes, how do you sir. feel about the episode we just watched? I would say, personally, at least with our current scoring system, a very high bronze, okay. possibly a very low silver. It was good. I don't know. It kept my attention. I liked where the story went. I liked the Headless Horseman character. I am biased towards anything that references Sleepy Hollow because I really like it. So I'm going to be biased for it. But it wasn't enough to make it a full just like, oh, yeah, silver right down the line, close to gold. Nah, there were just a few things that didn't sit too terribly well with me. I think it was the earlier scenes in Zoom Comics. Oh, yeah. The Um, zoom in on Heather Comics. (laughs) Yeah, there was just some weird bits that didn't sit well with me. So like high bronze, low silver for me. Ryan. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm putting it like squarely bronze. Uh, it's the one thing, honestly, that would elevate this episode. And I feel like it would make us ignore some of the lesser points is if they eliminated the crustacean plotline entirely. Yeah. They could have had the yeah. headless horseman has like his headless wife that's snagging after him. It would have been tripe, but like it would have all been one cohesive story. The, the crustaceans felt attractive and forced and like they didn't really have any point to being there. Uh, but the Headless Horseman plot was nice. I like anytime we get like something that's not 
out of the comics. Mm-hmm. Like the Hillhurst monsters have had. Well, Wolfie was the whole episode about um, you know like Chesterville Charlie. Yeah, like yeah, you, you get all these uh, like real world quote unquote Charterville real world in lore. universe. Yeah, IRL. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Like Quincy Modo. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, that stuff is great. But it it they didn't do enough with the plot that they were forcing and they detracted enough with the plot that they were also forcing that it just forced it in two bad directions and and uh yeah the heather thing is a really strong <laughs> sour taste in my mouth uh, uh yeah she deserves better i really wish she was an actual yeah then getting preyed upon by high schoolers <laughs> yeah no i couldn't stand it i also disliked how they utilized her last episode with the uh with the brainwashing um yes. oh my god that is like so weird. you know i forgot about that she, she's no she's completely Complete yeah she's wasted she turns into a zombie like all the other children an idea i had while watching it she's the only child who can hear it and isn't affected by it then she has a place in the in the episode <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah it if she yeah. replaced Drew, because, you know, Drew had the headphones on. If she had had yeah. headphones on instead. That would have mm-hmm. been better. Give the headphones. Yeah. Been that would have made way more Give sense. Give the headphones Guys, to Heather. Guys, what are you doing? Simple as that. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. All right, yeah. Cam? Uh, I agree. I think this is a solid bronze. Um, I feel bad because I, I, I don't know why I feel bad. I feel like we're being, a lot of like, we all feel bad. <laughs> I feel like we're being, you know, especially negative on the last few episodes, but um, not trying to. Yeah. It's <laughs> it, forcing our hand. Yeah. Just damn it. Make it better. Uh, <laughs> the, the fight scene was really good, but like Ryan said, I agree that the crustacean plot really didn't need to be there at all. And it was kind of like the crustaceans just happened to be at Hillhurst when the headless horseman showed up. So then they got the idea to go track him down. If that hadn't happened, there would have been no crustacean fight. And no matter how good the fight was, it was unnecessary. Yeah. And there would not have been, been any been episode. An episode. <laughs> well, just like with yeah, Forrest Gump, there would not be a meme. I mean, you still could. I mean, the whole yeah. episode could have been them <laughs> going to different places and trying to find the lost head. And it turns out it's. I'm always cool. looking like that, for lost that, head, man. You never find it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I yeah like i don't know i think it's a solid wide. anytime that they fight the crustaceans especially when anytime that they fight nucus it feels kind of like it's lowering the tier of villain that nucus is because he's mm-hmm. supposed to be the biggest bad now he's our vexor yeah vexor didn't get one-on-one combat except for rare occasions yeah it was meant to be a big <laughs> thing and now we've got nucus fighting fairly often it really doesn't mean as much. I think it might have. I might have bumped it up to a silver, but it's a solid bronze for me. Okay, I'm gonna go with a silver, uh, just because I liked it. I quit. No, that's fair. Okay, whole second season's a bronze. It's a piece of shit. This was kind of nice. <laughs> I was all right with the crustaceans attacking the kids. Uh, yeah. right. the fight it led to was all right yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like the scene in Zoom because they don't do anything with Heather but I, I like I liked it when, when Joe picked up Drew and they acted like siblings and that's yeah. I Again, also was good. It's always I nice also liked see. something that's rare for this series is something that's funny and kind of gruesome 
So when Drew picks up that head in the basement and is screaming while he tries to put it back, <laughs> um, I laughed at it. So, yeah, I still stand by my instincts on rating. That's fair. No, okay. that's fair. If you thought it was a silver, man, it's a silver. Yeah. Okay, so we got bronze, 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 silver. And, oh, right. Do you have a sponsor this week, by the way? Oh, fuck what I say. Uh, uh, like we went over a, a sponsor? I think it was Maui uh, Bowie oh yeah no, 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 I got it I got it it's written down <clears throat> today's episode of Beetle Bros is brought to you by Maui Wowie Mead and More our awesome. local not so local Hawaiian mead based not Hawaiian mead based uh, meadery and more alright eat it eat the paper eat it? oh well I can <laughs> eat the paper <laughs> what does it taste like Ryan <laughs> So, so are they potato chips or Beautiful. jerky or what is it? No, it's mead. It's it's mead made of uh, okay. of uh, anything that honey. Cameron's little brother sent him in the past few months. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's my Cameron's own. little brother sends him honey from Hawaii, and he and, and he makes, makes mead, mead with out it, out it yep. because he's Cameron. and it looks like Mountain Dew in a moonshine jar. Oh, okay. It, I yeah, like Mountain Dew it, quite I a bit. I make it in. in it what does it taste like? What does it taste like though? I'm curious. Uh, honey wine. Honey wine. Damn, no, literally, yeah. Cameron's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. Really, it's, I mean, it's, it's really uh, good. Yeah. Yes. I haven't met a meat I didn't like, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, this to be this fair, one yeah. was um, macadamia nut uh, blossom honey. And then the other one that I have is the other batch is uh, coconut blossom honey. Ooh. The fact uh, that your little brother just sits good. on a fucking tropical island and just gets this and sends it to you makes me so angry. <laughs> well, so I got out of Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, I leave my apartment. Like, do you know what my little siblings are doing? They're hanging out in Joplin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the tropical island. Joplin. Yeah, I fucking So, hate. yeah, that's uh, apparently that's Maui Wowie Mead and more. You mentioned the Mountain Dew taste, and that reminded me, I actually have a sponsor this week. Something I've enjoyed lately. Mountain Dew Major Melon Zero Sugar. Major Melon? Yeah, it's Watermelon Dew. I had the regular version. I liked it a lot. I actually like the zero sugar even better. And the other day I went to my local grocer. It was sold out. And I was like, that shit, it was so oh. good. I got to have more. Took a bus ride two miles north to check the Safeway there. They were sold out. They had regular fully stocked. The zero sugar was sold out. So I took another Damn. like four mile bus ride to Fred Myers to, And they had one 12 case of it. That's nice. the that's no. that is the biggest retailer in Seattle. They had one case of it. So Mountain Damn. Dew, Major Melon, <laughs> Zero Jesus. Sugar. Get it while you can. <laughs> Sounds like Jordan. Sounds like Jordan down in Springfield. Like, where do I get the Baja Blast? Hunting down, <laughs> hunting down your favorite Mountain Dew. Now I'm gonna have to. Well, I won't because caffeine kills me. But. You guys will have to try it and tell me what you think of it. Yeah. <laughs> will do, buddy boy. <laughs> it's pretty pretty vanilla. It's kind of like Sprite with a kick. But for a plain soda without any vodka or rum, it's damn good. So if you, zero if, sugar. Yeah, if, you if your store has the zero sugar version of it, I'd recommend it because it doesn't have that high fructose corn syrup garbage. Right. Fair mm -hmm. enough. Is that all you got for me, Cam, Ryan, Nick? That's all we got this week, bud. Yep. Well, that's all I got, too. I appreciate you always for having me on. Yeah. Enjoy. Absolutely. We love Thank you. Thank you for having me this week. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs>
Cooties! Ask yeah. first. Fucking hell. I'm, so I'm sorry. Hold on. Well, hold on. Hold on. We'll hold file on. it with HR. Griffin, can I get your consent to mwah you? Eat a dick. Now, hold on. <laughs> I've been told that you do not need permission. You just slip this okay. into his dream. Do you have, do you have a sister? Do you have a sister and can I meet her? Oh my god. So he took his headphones out so he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) She do be married. So. (laughs) But she just turned 21, so I mean, like, the age isn't a concern. (laughs) Okay, and with that, Uh, I have been Griffin. I've been Cam. I've been Nick. I've been Ryan. And we've been the Big Bad Beetle Rose. Metallics! Metallics! (laughs) Beautiful.